what is going on you guys and welcome back to another video if it is your first time here my name is brandon in today's video we are going over five common investing mistakes that are made in the modern day now you may be thinking what exactly do i mean modern day well with technology totally changing the investing landscape and with all these advancements to the platforms we use and the apps on our phones and all this information out there majority of it is for the positive so that we can become better investors and more efficient but there are definitely some mistakes that also come from it and in today's video i want to go through five and of course i'll share with you guys some best practices and tips on how to avoid those mistakes if you guys enjoyed today's video take a moment to drop a thumbs up as that totally does help as always we do have our investing academy as that first link in the description below but mistake number one is a simple one that definitely happens in the modern day and that is investors buying too many stocks. And when you take a moment to think about just how much information we absorb on a day-to-day -day basis, in the news, on the articles that we read, here on YouTube, obviously it's buy, 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 buy. And when you complement that with new technologies like commission-free trading with a platform like Trade, there is so little, well, there's actually no friction. There's little friction to no friction to go out and buy and sell stocks. It'd be different if we were talking a decade ago, or even depending on what broker you use, if you're paying five, 10, $20 in commissions per trade, that can really get you thinking sometimes. You may take a second uh, look at a particular company, but with these commission-free trades, it's so easy to go overboard. And I come across investors all the time who say, hey, take a look at my portfolio, how's it looking? Or you see online, someone shares their portfolio on Reddit, and they have 40 or 50 companies, many of them which they don't know, this is the exact opposite of what the experts suggest. If you study the most successful investors of all time, they actually suggest when it comes to picking individual stocks that we keep it concentrated and we keep the buys rather infrequent because otherwise we end up just trading and especially when there are commission costs that can get us into a whole world of trouble. But in general, although we have had advancements in our brokerages, don't let that entice you to buy more stocks than you should. A good little tip from Warren Buffett one time that I, or not one time, but a tip that he talked about once is imagine you had a punch card and on that punch card, there's 20 individual spots that you can punch out. And that represents the amount of investments that you can make throughout your entire lifetime. I can guarantee that you'd take a lot more care and there'd be a lot more thorough thought process when it goes to buying a stock and making sure that it's actually a great investment for you rather than just going out and buy every single opportunity that comes your way because that is not a viable long-term strategy. Mistake number two is an absolute given. It's such an easy one, but it's getting your advice from platforms like TikTok and Reddit and even Twitter. I'd go as far as even saying, Unfortunately, a lot of stuff on YouTube is actually garbage. Social media is an amazing, amazing thing, but it's just not the best when it comes to investment advice. I did a quick poll for my Instagram followers asking them what their biggest mistakes were in the modern day and right away we got results like FOMO from social media hype, listening to Reddit. It's not to say that every single channel out there and every single forum is bad and I'm sure there are diamonds in the rough, absolutely. But just in general, to be taking your advice from these online uh, outlets not a good idea. And I did a video actually, which I'd highly suggest you watch. I'm gonna, uh. We did a video recently on what we called our YouTube hype stock theory and how when you understand that these platforms and the algorithms embedded within them 
are literally preying on our human emotions and our flaws as investors to keep us coming back and keep us engaged and keep us clicking. The stocks that end up trending on those posts and the stocks that get hyped, these are the stocks that have already seen their run and we're actually seeing that play out quite significantly from a couple months ago. Already some of the big names that were just trending in the, in the media, YouTube in particular, are all getting slammed and that's exactly what happens. My tip to you guys is that when you are watching people on YouTube or on TikTok or wherever the case is, make sure you go in and kind of fact check them. Take a moment to dive into the credentials behind the creator and see what it is about them that qualifies them to be speaking about a certain topic. For me personally, a few channels that I can recommend to you guys and suggest that I think are phenomenal advice, channels like PPC Ian, a dividend investor out of San Francisco, investing with Sven, in my opinion, the best value investing channel out there on YouTube or a channel called Learn to Invest with a guy named Jimmy. I'm actually not entirely sure his background, but I do know for a fact with people like PPC Ian and Sven Carlin, these guys have over 20 plus years of experience in the markets and they've seen it all. When you see someone who's posting a video on TikTok and they've been investing for six months versus someone for 20 years, I mean, use your common sense, right? Use a little bit of logic, but that should basically kind of guide you in the right direction. Don't follow advice from TikTok. Moving along into mistake number three, and that is mistaking any company that is showcasing high growth, let's say they're showcasing some nice revenue numbers, for an automatic great investment for the future, regardless of what the share price is currently doing. And I cannot explain to you guys how often I see this covered on the internet. I came across a statistic that we in 2021 here are setting a record number of IPOs. Only close to that, I think, of the uh, during the tech bubble back in the 2000s with these new companies and disruptive apps. And absolutely, don't get me wrong, some of them will go on to change the world and they will be disruptive, they will be revolutionary, and 20 years from now, they will be some of the best investments that we could have got our hands on, but not every single stock that is showing great revenue numbers. Keep in mind that for every company that ends up a winner, there are a handful, or I was gonna say hundreds, but there are a handful of other companies in the exact same industry that were at some point showing very, very promising growth that didn't end up panning out. And it's such a mistake for investors to just completely neglect the financials. Maybe they'll look at one metric such as revenue growth and say this company's growing at 20% or 40% or 50%. And yes, that does drive things really at the end of the day, but there's so much more to a company than just how fast they're growing revenues. I think to companies that are in these new industries and I ask myself, how can we be so certain that these are going to be great long-term investments when we can only look back on, for example, just a couple years of financial data, or these companies haven't lived through a big, great recession yet, and we don't know how they're gonna pan out in a bear market, or we don't know what type of competitors are gonna come in, or a variety of different factors. Investors tend to neglect those entire possibilities and just stay focused on the revenue growth because they're optimistic and they're hopeful. In most cases, these stocks end up shooting up quite well on the optimism, sometimes showcasing 100, 200, 300% growth. And even if the company does tend to do well or does manage to do well, it's very possible that with that initial spike, the expectations already become priced into the stock. What you'll hear for that in the industry is a term called price to perfection. I would just call it sometimes a straight bubble if it's a company that's not doing well at all. But in either of these cases, if anything doesn't go 
perfect. If anything doesn't go perfectly according to plan, you can be certain that these shares are going to plummet. And we see that all the time. My tip or best practice to you is that even if there is a company that does end up being revolutionary and does end up changing the world, like an Amazon or like an Apple, you didn't have to be the first ones getting in at the day of an IPO to do well. In the case of Amazon, we could have bought this stock anytime in a decade after this company IPO'd and even further and still turned out to have a great investment. But my tip to you guys is wait and find companies that are already showing signs of profitability rather than taking that speculation or gamble on one that's just brand new and fresh to the market. Moving on to point number four, which does in a sense build off that. I know this is kind of a cheap one, but in the modern day with, again, all these exciting and disruptive companies, it's a mistake to neglect some of the old, boring, stable ones. And I know as an investor, we always wanna go out and find that next Amazon. We wanna hit that next stock or that next home run, and we don't wanna go settle for a boring old company that's already past its growth phase. I don't think that's the correct way to approach it. If you come in with the mindset that you're seeking this next startup, or you need to find this company that's gonna provide you a thousand X return, inherently you begin getting drawn into these smaller companies. Maybe we can even call them penny stocks. I don't even need to get into penny stocks on this video, but if you take a look at any of the successful investors out there, they don't get wealthy by buying penny stocks and getting lucky. The companies that they own in their portfolio are often high class, profitable companies that will do well for them consistently over time. This may come off as a bit of a stretch to some new investors out there, but I actually don't think that is the case at all. Even if we just took the you know polar ends of the spectrum and we said, we're going to take an extremely uh, aggressive value approach on investing and just by beating out, beating out companies that are out of favor, like right now, a company like Altria, for example, that's an old boring company, been around for so long that produces cigarettes. You could go out and find companies like that or just jump from fad to fad to fad and try to chase these little gains, I guarantee you taking that boring value approach and going in and buying the beaten companies is a longer, is a better uh, approach, a more sustainable approach over the long term. My tip for this one would be another famous quote in the investing world is that investing should be boring. It should be like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. If you're looking for excitement, take your money, go to Vegas, go to the roulette table, go to the casino, because your odds will actually probably be better off doing that. And if you come in with that wrong mindset that you need to find the next big thing, you will inherently be leaning more towards a speculator rather than an investor. On to mistake number five, our final mistake for the video. And by the way, if you haven't already dropped a thumbs up and you're enjoying the video, drop a thumbs up. Also leave a comment down below with a mistake that I forgot to mention on this list. These are just my five that I'm seeing. But mistake number five, as counterintuitive as it may sound, I know this is an interesting one, but it's a mistake to not use technology to enhance your investment ideas. Now, I just said, don't get your ideas from TikTok and don't go get them from Reddit, but there are tools available out there which can give us some actual valuable insights into the way that investing should be done. And one of the major benefits that we have that has evolved in this modern world, a very clear one to me, is the amount of transparency that we have in the industry. And how cool is it that you can go to a website like dataroma.com, that just happens to be the one that I use, and you can literally see under the hood at what some of the greatest investors, the multi-billionaires out there are owning in their portfolio. Kathy Wood is another fun example where they actually share their holdings at the end of every trading day. I'm not saying that we wanna go out and blindly copy these. In fact, if you do that, you'll probably end up doing poorly, probably not as poorly as if you just blindly copy 
TikTok advice, but these should be tools that we utilize to enhance or just straight up give us great investment ideas. To me, this is just an invaluable resource. And obviously we need to do our own research and our own due diligence, but it would just be flat out a waste to not at least observe what these experts are doing to see where they can spur some ideas. I try to think to some other industries, I'm a big basketball fan, and I just think how cool it would be to watch a player like Steph Curry or whoever your favorite player is and watch their workout or training regimen and just see what goes on behind the scenes. It doesn't mean that you're gonna be able to do exactly what they do. In fact, you probably shouldn't copy exactly what Steph does on the court because you're not that good or you're not gonna ever be that good, but you can at least take bits and pieces from his training regimen, or in this case, get ideas of certain companies or how they weight their portfolio. If you have the option of choosing someone on TikTok who's just a little young boy or a little young girl, or looking at a portfolio of a great investor like Warren Buffett, I think it's pretty clear that it's a mistake not to at least look and not to at least observe and get some ideas from these platforms. And in the modern day, there's a ton of tools that you can use. Again, I use Dataroma, but there really are a bunch of them. I think that'll wrap it up there for five common investing mistakes that I see made in the modern day. Like I said, I would love to hear from you guys. So do leave your thoughts and comments down below. If you enjoyed, give this video a thumbs up. And as always, we do have our investing academy. So if you're looking for courses and training right here in Canada, if you wanna join our membership group and take a peek under the hood at what we're doing in the stock market, you can learn all about that down below. Join our super cool community of Canadians. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.